jump over the paper towel stick? Well, yeah, a stick? It's more like a tube. Well, it's made out of sticks. What is a stick but nature's tube? You know what? You're correct. Sometimes they even have nature's tubes. Those are called logs. Also trees. Those. That's a tube. What is a tree but a big stick? Really, though? Yeah, okay. <laughs> I understand now. We solved the issue? How do logs get hollow? Lots of beavers. Yeah. Tiny, tiny beavers. Yeah, itty bitty little beavers. Right. One might say bacteria sized beavers. Ah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, we've been lying this entire time. Canadian's national treasure is not the actual big beaver, it's the smaller beaver. No, yeah, it's the beaver, beaver you don't see coming. It's like the water bear, but a beaver. <laughs> the beaver you don't see coming. <laughs> Those are my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> It's uh, ideal when the lights are off. Yes. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> Just in time. I've been out for several weeks. Come back. What's the first couple lines? Genital humor. Yeah. Yeah. It's good shit. Yeah. Welcome. Welcome. Yeah. Welcome. I'm always happy to be here. Nice. What is this in my toe? Thug, you're asking a lot of questions. There's a lot going on. There's a lot to process. We've, we've lightning rounded this, this segment already. Fair. So... I'm just going to jump right into it. I've watched nothing but, like, the Sobrosa playthroughs of people. I really want to play that game. It's fucking dumb, and I feel like we need more of a party to do I it. I know. Like, we have us three here. We could be the Goldmans. It's easy. So, I don't know if you know anything about that. I saw, I saw a little bit with you, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was, it's a, that was enough to figure out the entire game in the meta behind Yeah. It. Yeah, it's effectively just, like, a gangster simulator <laughs> in which you just call up another company and try to make a deal. Like, and sometimes you don't get money to make a deal, so now you have to swindle them. It's so good. Like, just, just that entire concept is like, alright, this is this is pretty decent. And the more I watch them, I'm like, oh my god, I need to play this. But instead, I've been stuck playing Civilization Five. Excellent. That's Civ Six. That's five. That is six, my friend. I don't own six. That map is very much six. <laughs> I do Unless not... you get a reskin of it. No, I do not own Civ Six. I've been playing Civ Five, Gods and Kings... For ages. I mean, the the tension in that room with that, like, in this room with that one question, it felt <laughs> like someone was going to fight someone over whether or not that was Civ or I, I, I feel like that's it. easily proven as well. Yep. Let's, let's just hover over here. Oh, look at this big V sitting in there. <laughs> yeah, that's a V, but, like, that looks like six. No, that's five. Son. Maybe five's got weird updates that I just never saw happen. Maybe its thumbnail's just really weird and it's Civ. <laughs> yeah. So, the last time looking at that, the last time I had ever looked at five was not with this UI or art style whatsoever. It was like where it was all much more serious and stuff. Hmm. Um, and then the first time I ever saw this UI was when six came out. So that's why I thought that because yeah, no, that's weird. That's oh. very weird. I like that. I like that they like uniformed it because they still have such a huge player base in five. But maybe I just missed Gods and Kings well, completely. When it's it the out. best expansion. Oh my god, it's so good. What I was pointing out, much like classic civilization, yeah, we, we have the chart to see who's like the most aggressive or who has the most like technology and military. And the first place is Bismarck. Uh, second place is Gandhi. Of course. Third place is you, Devin. And the fourth place is Genghis Khan. Yeah. yeah. Genghis so Khan like, is... there's, there's a little bit of inconsistency there. Genghis Khan is half my army. Um, Gandhi is... Like four thousand points ahead, and Bismarck, fucking Germany is like almost five times my army. The thing is, I have more money than God right now in this game. 
So if the moment that uh, Germany decided to come fuck shit up, I will drop nukes on all of them because I will I will just purchase nothing but carriers, air fleet, and kill them all. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. It looks like you got zero uranium there, though. Um, call it like there's two uranium deposits down here. So ah, once my uh, once my city expands one more square, I'm going to be rich in uranium. I think I've got like five bombs from it. More like uranium. Thank you. Oh man, that's. I'm, that's who, horrible. Who invited me? I've already started the space race, and somebody just made the uh, modern era, which is like two before. So I think I'm on my way. Nice. I fucking love Civ so much. Oh yeah, no, Civ is good shit. It's very enjoyable. It's it's, it's very therapeutic in a way. Um, See, I only enjoy Civ when there's barbarians at my asshole, and there's three other people in the call with me. Well, yes. The last time I played with a bunch of people, I was fucked by barbarians for... 40 straight turns. I lost my first workers immediately. I... It's like, this is bullshit. I was just about to say, I remember there was a time when I was playing with Tyler, and I don't know if I was playing with you or not. I think I remember that. Where I was like, oh shit, there's a lot of spices and shit up here. I'm gonna plant here because of all the luxury, like, resources. And then immediately as I... The turn that I moved up and was going to plant... uh, Barbarians came, stole my settlers, so I I had to make a mad dash... Turns out, I'm just insane. Yeah. Because all I've... The, all, the only Civ 5 I've ever taken in, because I never got into playing it myself, was watching endless hours of it on YouTube mm-hmm. on my phone. Mm-hmm. Which is where that issue came from. Mm-hmm. By the time I finally played it was 6, and they made it, like, a little more cartoony. <laughs> but yeah, nope. All the, just, all the elements of the UI I could never make out before, I just thought were different. <laughs> nope. It's, uh... So far, so far's great. Highly recommend it. Cool. Good to know. I always play Saudi Arabia. Yeah, no, good shit. Which is a little contentious right now, considering they're executing journalists. Well, you could do that too. I could. Actually, I might just rename all my cities to No Journalists, Please. <laughs> well, that's... I mean, if the sign is there, whose fault is it? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. <laughs> 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 to be fair, if they're already in the place and they just put up the sign, they kind of have to give notice. But <laughs> I demanded two weeks. Every turn's a year, sir. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> um. <laughs> There's actually a really good uh, Civ Five edition I saw one time that added, um, like, the Peace Walker big boss mother base mm. to Civ Five. Yep. And the thing was, is, like, you got your capital, but you couldn't found new cities. That's amazing. <laughs> you could capture them. Yeah. And if you left military units in the borders of city-states, it would acquire you gold and money. Really? Because I they were that. there... Doing protection. Yeah. Normally, when you did stuff like that, as long as you were on good terms with them, like diplomatically, if you move, they might request it. Yeah. And then you get extra. Otherwise, you could just move them there and you sit there. And like your crossbowmen sitting, um, at, just like within the walls of candy or whatever <laughs> it was, is just there just being like, yep, no, I got this. We're all good, boss. Moving on. <laughs> and th- that's it. And you could do that. And it was really cool because you could also, um, you shit. Can you do it in normally where you can rent military units to other civs? You can, yeah, give gifts of uh, stuff. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So okay. 
they have, I think they have the ability, I could be just making this up now and getting confused with EU4, um, but in EU4 you can loan, uh, I think they call them like conditori, uh, just like soldiers for rent, mm. where you just lend an army of whatever size to another country and they use it for whatever, for however long, and they pay you a bunch of money for it. Mm. Um, and I think the mother base one could do that as well, or at the very least, you just like extra bonuses for giving away sieves. Um, but yeah, there's there's some interesting stuff. Uh, I thought it was real cute. Your special units, I can't remember what they were. Shit. Probably just mother. Yeah. Either way, <laughs> you could you could do a lot of stuff, and it was real cool. Mm. And they like put a lot of work into making all the UI aspects just like proper. So, like the narrator <clears throat> section screen that came up would just talk about how you got here and how you're in like a strange new world and you know, yeah. you're trying to speak to other civilizations about a military without borders and, <laughs> and things like that. So, it's pretty cool. Civ mods are exciting. Civilization's still good. I, I think there's, um, wasn't there a mod that everybody loves that like turns it into a fantasy game? I do know there was like, uh, I'm pretty sure there's Lord of the Rings and like Game of Thrones mods. I thought yeah. there was like an actual like heaven and hell esque sort of like. Oh, probably. I'm trying to think. Like, there's tons of them. Uh, I don't know if there's a famous one, uh, and if I do know, I don't know the specific name for it. Yeah, it's like right on the. Weird uh, customizations, maybe. Custom sips. We'll just go to the Steam Workshop. I should probably have. Fuck off. Mm. No. But, uh. Guy Fieri at Flavortown? Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, that's good stuff. Antarctica. Kanye Civilization? Nope. <laughs> no. That's, that's, for, that's not right. Microsoft. Shia LaBeouf. John Madden's Moonbase Moon Alpha. Alpha. That's really good, actually. <clears throat> Bosky um, Studios. Mugen? No. That's fine. But yeah, it's worth looking up the, uh, what do you call it? The mother base one. It's pretty good. But yeah. Yeah. You, uh. How you been? It's I've been, been okay. I've been busy. I have midterms. Oh yeah. How'd those go? Well, so one of my midterms was for intro to psych. Uh-huh. And I've been to the first class of that. Only. Oh. <laughs> I have not gone to any of the lectures other than the first one that was, here's the syllabus, we're going to talk about this stuff, have grand old time kids. Um, and I got a 70 on the midterm. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, hey. It's all multiple choice. Mm. So, you know, psychology like is a, a joke. I was uh, going to say, that seems like a cop-out for, like, a psychology course. Yeah, but it's intro psych, which uh, means every science kid... Engineer, uh, engineering kid who needs a uh, voluntary course, whatever, elective. Yeah. But, like, all the science and arts kids have electives where they're just like, yeah, just go take whatever the fuck you want. Um, and so all the business kids do that, and the science ones just like, yep, yeah, intro psych. Or some of the arts kids even need a couple sciences. Hmm. So they're like, yep, yeah, intro psych, here we go. And so there's, like, 250 kids in one auditorium. <laughs> and the seats... I'm stuck. It's like old stadium seating. So like oh. I fit 
and there's a little desk that is about is it one of those flippy ones. The that come side, on? yeah, one of the flippy ones yeah. that has the surface area of a clipboard, practically. Not even. Not oh, not yeah, even a one. clipboard. Like I've got a square space about the size of the front of that box. Oh, good. And then it just trails off a little bit. Yeah. But when I get my legs in, it goes and sits up at like a twenty degree angle because I don't fit in the chairs, and I'm not the biggest lad in there. No. There's there's if you weigh more than 200 pounds you either have to be very uncomfortable or sit at the front or at the back where there's extra tables wow uh it ain't good it ain't good see i'm surprised people still use them because i think universally those are just garbage yeah they are yeah um but we have two theaters that they teach classes out of that use them um so it's thoroughly shit i hate it i don't like going in that room it makes me claustrophobic that's fair. So, I don't. And if apparently I can read a textbook and get through it, cool. you know. Other than that, yeah, no. That yeah. game's Monster Hunter. Yep. Fucking love Monster Hunter. Yep. A uh, little bit of Siege. Oh, God. We, we did place. We did. And then we played ranked after that and failed miserably. Yeah, we're just going to keep nosediving. It's fine. Yeah, it's um, fine. Yeah, we're just, we're just uh, de-ranking for next season. Exactly. Uh did be too good. Back on my Bloodborne bullshit. That's real good. Yep. Um, I just love Victorian gothic dumb weapon bullshit. Like, I'm sorry. I'm a 16-year-old girl, and I love it. That's fine. Um, yeah, no, it's real good. If, uh, if my 5e character ever dies, I'm just going to play Matt Mercer's Blood Hunter. No, there you go. Which <laughs> is Bloodborne the character D&D edition. Perfect. Uh, because right now my tentacle gnome is slightly uncomfortable in subtle ways, but is still endearing to the party. <laughs> And I can't wait for my blood hunter to someday roll a perception check that no one else gets. And they're like, but do you notice something? And he's like, you smell that? It's, it's the blood. Oh, Lord. Yes. <laughs> like, uh, why, why are we in a group with him? Yeah, why is he here? <laughs> when your characters in character say, who is this man and why is he still following us? <laughs> you know, you've got the right character. We're talking, so I, I started up a sec, uh, another campaign, and mm-hmm. I'm playing uh, the Warlock that was supposed to be a Nathan's group that we played twice. Yeah, Bladelock, yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I'm playing, good shit. Yeah, I'm playing my uh, Pack the Blade Warlock, and he I, I've changed him a little bit to be, like, incredibly nice, mm-hmm. but he's a, he's a Warlock and he's a Drow. <laughs> so, like, you know, two notoriously evil things put yeah. together. But he's a happy little, he's a happy little uh, Warlock man. And um, we ended up going to an island, and I was like, all right, there's a crazy person here we're trying to get information out of because he saw something. I'm just going to sit by his hut. That's fine. You guys want to explore the island? That's cool. I'll, I'll chill here. You guys do your thing. They fuck up. They fuck up. They said, we're going to go get him food, mm-hmm. see if he'll talk. Next thing my character sees is them running back on, we fucked up, we fucked up. I'm like, what do you mean you yeah. fucked up? You were going to get bacon. <laughs> Apparently they walked, like, as far as I know. And Did they find Papa Nier riding a boar? They walked into a smokehouse, yeah. somebody's private property, didn't knock or anything, just stormed right in. It wasn't actually a store. Yeah. It was just some guy's smokehouse, walked in, and somebody's like, what the fuck are you doing? Get out. And then Ashley's character was like, you're, you're kind of an asshole. And Patrick's immediately like, oh, you're insulting him? Roll dice. He's just like, no, 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 wait. No, no, he's angry at you. Uh, roll initiative 
Uh, Ashley beats on initiative, rolls bluff to go, hey, what's over there? Nat 20. <laughs> and just bolts. That's good. So, so, yeah, the entire party runs back to me going, we fucked up. You just needed bacon. <laughs> Send the drow in to fix things. Clearly that's sad. No. That's good. You'll have fun with that. Fucking lord. That, that's a good messy party. <laughs> oh, it's a goddamn mess of a group. Um, yeah, it's it's like casting friends on someone and then walking away very fast. Yeah. It's been like, how long does this conversation take? Eh, about 20 seconds. Yeah, I start leaving. Yep. <laughs> Bye, friend. Have a good day. This and this. I'll see you over at this bar. I'm not going to that bar. Quit run away. <laughs> and then you just leave. <laughs> just leave and hoping they never find you. Exactly. From two blocks away, you hear, God damn it! <laughs> it's really no. good. Friends is a great spell because they very specifically become hostile. Not just pissed, hostile. Yeah, they know you did it and they're not happy. Yeah. I thought that life would, was going to be this way. <laughs> yeah. It's good shit. Blade locks are a lot of fun. Yeah, I've yet to kind of do anything fun with them yet. What patron did you take? Uh, or you don't have to say if you think someone listening will No, it's the Arkfey. Oh, that's that's an interesting choice for a drow. I I have um, I have a build in mind that I wanted to do, mm. and it's the only thing that lets me kind of get there. Makes sense. Um, Blade lock fiend is good for every warlock. Um, although, what's interesting if was if you went um, like hexblade, yeah, uh, because that's always kind of interesting, or Raven Queen. Yeah, no, I... I my, then you get some weird necromancy shit. My goal is to throw knives everywhere. Yeah. Every fucking thing gets a knife. Mm-hmm. I've, I've That's asked, ideal. Yeah, I've asked Patrick if I can, and he's accepted that my, like, sword burst ability is mostly just a fan of knives. Yeah. Everybody around me has to make a deck save, otherwise they take 1d6. It's like, sweet. It's a cantrip! Fan of knives! Fan of knives! Yeah. When uh, we played the first time, my entire goal, like, we found this group of goblins kind of huddling out, trying to survive. I was like, so I should just I should jump in there and fan an eyes, right? <laughs> no, no, no. They're trying to survive. You say, talk with those fuckers. Like, that's, that's right up there with when <clears throat> my party, after we just hit level three. Level three? No, we just hit level five. That's what yeah. it was. And uh, we explore in the castle. We open a door and there's just eight bugbears in a room. And he's like, yep. Roll initiative. Right? Now, they went over and they were walking towards the door and the DM always asked, cool, what are you doing? I was like, I'm going to go open the door. Okay, what is everyone else doing? And my dude, who just had to fight four giant spiders and was very, like, antsy, was like, he's getting ready to just blast anything through that door. Like, he's preparing a spell. Mm -hmm. And... He's like, cool, this and this. He goes, cool, everyone roll initiative, and Hopper gets a surprise round. First thing I did, hunger of Hadar. <laughs> Good. Filled the room with magical darkness, extra dimensional pocket of acid, cold, and tentacles. Is that the one where a loud slurping noise could be heard? Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. And we just, uh, they're like, what? It's like, oh, you cast darkness. Thanks, Hopper. And he's just like, puts hand on shoulder. Don't go in there. <laughs> and the monk, who's a blind monk, is like, it's fine. And, like, runs in to beat one, ends your turn in there. When you start your turn, you get cold damage. Yeah. When you end your turn, you make a deck save, and the tentacles go bloop. Yeah. But it's magical darkness, extra pocket. It's difficult terrain no matter what, even if you fly through it. Oh, good. Because it's, like, 
pocket dimension. Yeah, we get little grabbers reaching at you. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking the graboids. Anyone else in there? <laughs> even like, unless you have true sight, you can't see through it. Yeah. <clears throat> but even then, um, weird rulings for like, uh, you know the rope trick? Yes. You make the pocket and that. You can't see into the rope trick just because you have true sight. That, that's not how it works. Yeah. That, that was a ruling by the creators. So they've actually applied it to Hunger of Hadar, where you can have true sight to see through magic darkness, but not through that. But she has blind sight, so she just has echolocation on everything going Oh, no. On. When she came out, she's like, God, what the fuck is that offer? <laughs> and he's just like, welcome to the fuck box, lads. <laughs> because... I had to quote Ben. Yep. <laughs> I told you not to go in. <laughs> Even I really don't know. I said, don't go in there. And then when it ended, we killed most of them. One was like hiding in the corner. <laughs> like, please, I give up. I give up. <laughs> the rest of them died in there, tried to get out. Some were stabbed and pushed back in. And the room was unnaturally clean. <laughs> everywhere the orb touched, it was like there's, you know, thick layer grime on stone and stuff everywhere. Yeah. Except there, <clears throat> nope. I think it was pressure washed and bleached. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, and I'm just like, I DM'd him during it. I'm like, if there's no bodies when this ends, I'm going to thank you because that, that'd be hilarious. He goes, I was already going to do that. <laughs> good. You're a good man. You sell your own brand of scrubbing bubbles. Yeah. <laughs> scrubbing <laughs> everything. Oh, just get Hopper to uh, clean the castle for us. It'll be perfect. Yeah. Evacuate the castle first. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> we have work to do. I was just going to step out when you wanted to. No. Yeah. No. That's not how this works. <laughs> yeah. I can't 30, clean so good. <laughs> 30 radius bubble twice every short rest. That's going to take a while. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's thoroughly clean, though. You clean the bedrooms first. Yeah. <laughs> you have a nice place to lay down. Later, when we were fighting giants, we're at the door, and I was just like, oh, I know. Cast that up in the air. So that to get through the gate, they'd have to walk through it. Mm. But us little people could still crouch under it and stab their feet. Oh, <laughs> it's really good. Why did fucking giant just kept pulling shit out of his bag and throwing it? It was like, barrel, barrel. And he keeps rolling for it. Yep. For what he pulls out. Some explode, some don't. Pulls out. He's like, starts laughing. And I said, what is it? And he goes, well, he's holding this weird lump of something. When he throws it, it explodes. And you hear a large buzzing sound. It's a beehive? Through a beehive. <laughs> what the fuck? Through a World's naturally occurring barrel. <laughs> I always joke about not the bees. The bees. It's funny, too, because he can just roll it down a hill. And granted, the bees will be angry, but oh boy, is it contained in a bunch of, a bunch of shit. Oh, fucking it's really good. Nature's pop, barrel. Popping each other there for hornets. Yeah. Because getting hit by any of those thrown objects was bad. Was it a rock or a barrel? Yeah, that's 4d10. <laughs> Jesus. I had 32 health. I got hit by one. I was standing on top of the tower. I'm just like, can't, they can't get me. I'm up here. It's a bad angle. I got half cover. <laughs> My little gnome just got smoked right off the fucking top. <laughs> Our wizard was riding a broom and was like, nope, reflex. Yeah. Sees our fighter go down. Three NPCs go down. The monk is still fighting. She's new to the group. Rope trick. Up there you go, buddy. <laughs> Crawls up and pulls up the rope. It's like, I'm going to wait this out. <laughs> we got better things to do right now. Yeah. Lord. D&D's a treat. D&D is a treat. Oh. 
I was looking at weird archetypes the other day. Because mm. um, there's one I keep liking. And the thing is, is it never applies, in my opinion, below level 10. Because mm. in 5e, one of the ranger archetypes is the Horizon Walker. Which, in 3.5 and Pathfinder, is a ranger who just gets, like, all of the utility. I'm really good at traveling feats. I can sleep with my armor. I get endurance as, like, a natural feat. They're really good just going forever, knowing way too much about things, and being a fight boy. They're just, like, a stranger from a strange land who's good at fighting. 4e introduced some weird magic stuff. And in 5e, they're like, at third level, when you take this archetype, you can uh, spend your action once per long rest to detect planar gates within one mile of you. Oh, okay. (laughs) Later on, they get a bunch of wild shit, and their whole shtick is their job is to, oh, are there people fucking around with other planes? No, no, I'm protecting this. You keep her the realm. You're a planes walker. (laughs) It's amazing. Because by 5th edition... Who bought Wizards? Or yeah. Whoever, who bought D... Wizards owns has, D&D. Hasbro yeah. owns, yeah. So that happened, and then they're just like, yeah, you can just be a planeswalker. So that's what you do. And at level three, it's useless. How many parties of level three are like, oh, Portal to the Astral Plane opened over here. Hey. They did walk in the hell that one time. You walked in the hell. There's yeah. an arcane dungeon under a, t- a tower. Like, yeah. But like... How often are you dealing with like this interplanar conflict as your bread and butter? Unless it's a really shitty plane. Yeah, it could be a really <laughs> shitty plane. But like unless you tailor the adventure to that. Yeah. It's not normal. It's I like, do wanna cute. look at those like uh uh like Ravnica, Battle for Zenegar, like D D manuals that they've made though, because those look pretty sick. I mean, I'd imagine if I wanted to include custom content that someone would fucking planeswalk to our material plane in our adventure, or, like, open up a portal to Ravnica, and then, if you really wanted to, take some downtime to learn a class in the Ravnica book. Yeah. Like, that'd be sick. Oh, God. He won't roll for encounters. He'll just shuffle a deck and draw shit. (laughs) Oh, Oh, look, there's a fucking plane chase. (laughs) Oh, look, there's the uh, Golgari Grave Troll. Um, Maybe you guys should run. Why? Well, when you kill it... Oh, look, Narc Amoeba. Uh, It's banned in this format. Run! (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what format is it? (laughs) Like, that could be good. Just, like, as a way to, like, draw encounters. Just be like, make a deck full of monsters. Write up your stat blocks ahead of time. And just be like, yeah, just shuffle, shuffle. Just go fish for, like, five things. Ooh, ooh. So I can't wait for you to fight four Boros elites in a row. Like, what the fuck does Boros have against us? We followed the law. Get fucked, nerd. Jail for um, fighting by the Azorius. <laughs> Azorius police are just like, I don't know what the fuck their problem is. Yeah. But, like, then it would just be a campaign of endlessly fighting goblins. There's, yeah, Those are the only cards you own. Don't lie. <laughs> I own other cards. I own Dredge, which you don't want to fight. Mm-hmm. Especially now that it can deal just absurd Is amount Dredge of damage. Use goblins? No. Okay. For it, some reason, I thought Dredge was a goblin based deck. Mostly because he kept talking with Dredge and I just assumed it had to have been. That's mostly just on you. I tried to put one goblin <clears throat> in it, and it was the goblin you can play from anywhere. Mm. That's fair. But lo and behold. 61 cards is bad, especially in a deck with uh, requiring a certain amount of non-variance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's math. If, so, like, the Ravnica thing is cute, but I think I'll just keep 
traditional tables are like, I don't know. I don't know what I'd do with that. It's a good idea. I might steal that idea. Well, you that I like, don't have. use any of that, but like, yeah. set up stuff like that. And if you want to like pull like random ass monsters from like whatever plane we're in, just custom pick a bunch of cards from Zed and be like, what's going to fuck them today? Well, if I really Why is there a like... Boros Elite working with these weird hell beasts? I don't know. Figure it out, nerds. That's your quest now. And what's I... happening here? I can picture, like, Rakdos just pretending to be Boros and just, like, ruining shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, what's up, Like, if we go to a fancy city and we have to start making, like, a bunch of DC-30, like, perception checks to get through a bunch of illusions, I know where I'm not going to stay. <laughs> Counterspell is a dumb mechanic. I mean, you just walked into the Mirror Guild, that's why. Um, I mean, the, which the Mirror Guild, sh- yeah, the, the Mirror Guild, if you walk into the Mirror Guild, they want you to walk there. Yeah. It's probably, like, a sick... That's probably the only way you can get railroaded is that the Mirror wants you to go to a place. Yeah. So they just kind of tailor the, the adventure themselves to go be like, all right, so you're going into uh, whatever the Demir base is called. And uh, lo and behold, Larzov wanted to... Is that Larzov? Larzov, yeah. Yeah, Larzov just wanted to speak with you a little bit. <laughs> Just, just a little bit. Made it wrong. He's turn. you, by the way, for some reason. Like, you know? <laughs> yeah. Man, you look familiar. Because remember, not a lot of actual mirrors in these worlds. Nope. Nope. Peasant know. man doesn't really know what he looks like. I. Um, <laughs> they call me Mister Tez. The thing, like most of those, all, all those encounters are built for five E though. And then with that World of Warcraft thing, mm. I would just fucking have a field day. Go like, all right, cool. <laughs> yeah. You're a druid from here, and now you're in Zendikar. Have fun. It's like, that's pretty sweet. You think that. You think that. The entire ground is against you now. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, welcome to the royal motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> like, royal wedding? No. No, no. Like, this land is going to fucking ruin your life. Yeah. How in place would it be for any World of Warcraft race besides the Draenei? Even then, they can just put little horns on them to pretend they're minotaurs yeah. in, like, Ravnica. Because I don't think there are any, like, blue alien people. Yeah, because they're straight-up trolls um, that I don't think fit. Like, uh, Torin are surprisingly fit. fitting in there. Like, they can go anywhere they <coughs> want, can fit in any world. Actually, orcs can't either in Ravnica. Yeah, like, that'd be really weird. They'd have to go to Gruul because that's these, their these thing. These are a bunch of tiny ogres, or these are a bunch of real tall goblins. What's up I with mean, that? yeah, there's tons of goblins. I am not a goblin. There's a <laughs> goblin that specifically makes goblins. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Man, they're really making them little greenbloods uh, tall and beefy <laughs> lately. No. Yeah, like are you from Simic? <laughs> there are ogres in Gruul, but I don't think there's any like actual straight-up orcs. Uh, orcs were really only like done previously just because it was the fantasy archetype. And introduced in uh, Tarkir. Like, Tarkir, they had the weird, couple... like, cat floppy ear orcs, which I like. I don't like that. Oh, um, it wasn't uh, Zergo, like, an orc or something? Yeah, Zergo was an yeah. orc, and I think he had, like, either pointy ears or something. I don't know what the flavor... I liked Tarkir. I don't know... The look was incredible. Why they, like, how they pulled all of that shit out of their ass, like, oh... The goblins, they live in the mountains, but it's really cold, so they're covered in fur. They look like monkeys. It's this weird oh. East Asian, like, from Nepal all the way to, like, East Mongolia sort of thing. Ooh, yeah, that's weird. So you had Marduk. Well, especially if they start pulling off of, like, the the lore and shit from that 
area I mean, in real they, life? Like they, they definitely delved into weird it. Weird mythology. Because uh, even China has some weird mythology. Yeah, like there's Chinese monks, which were the Jeskai. Yeah. Um, Mongolians were Mardu. Sultai was like India looking. Thing. Like it's a lot of snakes, a lot of weird undead yeah. stuff. Um, what else was there? There was Timur, which is kind of Nepal, I guess. Here's what a probably atypical but still typical orc looks like in Turkey. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much Mongolify. Yeah. Uh, what do you think an orc would look like? Um, that the last one you said they're probably based, if I had to guess, off of um, the steppe nomads. Yeah. Well, yeah, uh, that's what they. White Huns, they would call them. Yeah. They're just mountain. Actually, Sajiri. No, the Sajiri steppes are another land, mm-hmm. but there there is a steppe land. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of like mountain <coughs> tribal tribes in that area, yeah. but. They'd also, some of them would come down and settle in, like, the rich valleys, and they'd fight with the Indians all the time. And yeah. the Persians. Yeah. They what fucking if, hate I mean, everybody the fought with the Persians. Yeah. What if the Persians kept coming around going, uh, They fucking riled, man. <laughs> what a fucking sick, by the way, setting Turkey was before the Dragons came. Right? Like, everyone loved, and I, I, what was the last fucking wedge? Uh, so what did we name? We had Jeskai. Jeskai, Timur, Mardu, uh, Sultai. We do Sultai. Ojentai? That's Jeskai. Ah, never mind. My bad. Let me show the dragon. Hold on. Let me look up the turkey wedges. That's, is it red, red, green, black is John, oh, red, tar- green, blue is Timur. There was Absam, Jeskai, Absam. Sultai. Yeah. It was Absam. That was mostly like the desert nomads. Mm. Those are the, uh. Like really cool looking, like scale bound, interesting. Yeah. Like the the scimitars and yeah, they're based those are the off, Persians. They, yeah, they're based off like <laughs> Persia and Bedouin nomad. Yeah, Bedouin but, tribals got some real wicked shit that happened. But, but yeah, like the entire aesthetic of Tarkir was sick, mm. and then they just kind of threw dragons over everything and kind of muddied it. Yeah, that's what happens when you add dragons. I could see what they were going for. Like, yeah. oh, what would make this set even cooler? You know, we had these fighting clans. You could choose your own clan. What if little Timmy would fucking love... He loves dragons. What if, based on his clan, he chooses a dragon as well? And then everything kind of went to shit. Yeah. It's in the storyline. Mm-hmm. Uh, Is that where Nicol Bolas came from? No. Well, oh. mm, there was a climactic fight that happened. So part of the storyline is they go to Tarkir. Well, actually, mostly not most people go to Tarkir, but Tarkir happens. Hmm. Um, the second set is Sarkhan goes back in time because he finds like Ugin's, Ugin's bones and then somehow is able to warp back in time, saves Ugin in this big for a fight with Ugin and Nicobolus, and hmm. then when he comes back to the future, every like the dragons are dead now because. Yeah. He saved Dugan. The dragons now own the clans, which was that's a mistake. Yeah, I didn't... well, I like how they did the flavor. Like all the re- like they they printed multiple versions of the same card, but based on the timeline that you were in, there yeah. might have been dragons in the yard, or the uh, I think it was Absan. The Absan constructs were turned upside down for landing pads, <laughs> because they were like in little pyramid things. Like, um, well, they they were in pyramid type structures with that that were layered, but. In another version of the card that was essentially just the Abzan land, they're just flipped upside down. <laughs> it's very cute. Yeah, had a lot of really neat aesthetic choices. Um, I think Abominable Yeti or something like that was a card, and then it got reprinted in the newest one, and then there's just dragons in the background, and the flavor text changes that, like, they're the favorite prey or something. Oh. Which is neat. 
But overall, I did not like... I just don't like time travel concepts no. in my stories anyway. You see, it was very <clears throat> interesting until they did that. Like, everyone loved the clans. I, I, I like saying, like, oh, I'd probably be a Mardu boy because I, I like the... Uh, well, I like it, them. It cheapens everything you built up when you go back and then rewrite over it. Yeah, you can never have what was there again, technically. Yeah. Especially that they ramped it down in the excitement of it. Because even someone like Zergo in the lore... Zergo Helm Smasher was a dude that was hard to cast because no, he's yeah. like seven drop Mardu colors. He was awesome because he was indestructible as long as he was attacking, and every time he killed a thing, he got a one one counter. And then Zergo Bell Striker is a one drop two one with dash. Mm. Yeah, it made him like the storyline made certain characters either bullshit or cooler, which is neat. Like one girl went from being um, really fucking dope to a planeswalker. Like yeah. all right, neat, but. Just I don't know. Just I I didn't like the whole I can't go back to what I had. Yeah. And Tarakir was really cool before the dragons because I don't really like dragons in, in Magic. No. Well, in a narrative <clears throat> like that, um, it if you're gonna do something like that where it's like you've got all these established clans and it's really cool and people are liking it, and you time travel over it and then give them overlords that take all the focus away from the cool thing you built in a narrative setting. The only way that that's going to get, like, good again and get back to what you had, and it will never be the same, no. will be, like, a revolt where then they take over and they slowly work back. But, like, that's talking, like, eight steps of fantasy novel bullshit right yeah. there. And, and that's go not going to happen in magic. I highly Because the narrative isn't that important <clears throat> yeah. to them. Unless they go back to Tarakir and then it's, like, revolting <clears throat> against the dragon, so then it's... Specifically, just like a Zendikar scenario where it's yeah. landed people versus a big threat, which would be dragons in this case. Or one of the dragons becomes like a planeswalker, probably Ojitai or something. Yeah. I'm not sure what. I don't know if we're going to go back to Turkey or not. I like the setting. I wish they do more with it, specifically more with like the clans and how they interact with the dragons. Because now they, they have an interesting set piece now in which. <laughs> There's just big fucking dragons ruining the plane. Like, Atarka is eventually just going to eat the entire plane. It's true. Um, and then Ojitai or someone like Sulamgar would probably be the only few of the dragons that are actually like, oh shit, something's happening. Like, Sulamgar would do something shitty because he's just a greed dragon. But Ojitai leads monks, so one would assume he's just like, well, yeah, that's kind of shitty. <laughs> Um, but then we got Innistrad, like, not too long after that. Yeah, that was dope. Yeah. I'm so happy with it. The Innistrad block was really cute because it was, like, it, it kind of merged a lot of, of story together of, oh, Nihiri went back, got pissed at Soren for having the return to Zendikar arc. Yeah. <laughs> um, trapped him in stone and decided to bring the biggest bad in Zendikar there. Yeah. Innistrad was probably the coolest flavor. Like, it's already the coolest flavor um, playing because it's gothic horror. Yeah. It's pu like the first set they wanted to make it play like a horror movie, which was really cool. And the concept of it and playing of it was really fucking sweet. Yeah. You've got zombies, ghosts, vampires, like every sort of trope you could have. Like two different types of zombies, Raised from the Dead or Stitched Frankenstein Monster Zombies. Yeah. Um, like really, really cool concepts. And then we got to return to it. I was like, this is sick. And, and it was like, it was really <laughs> cool because... They tried to make a mystery of, oh, what's going to happen? What, like, who's going to bring a, a entity then? And then you can see in a lot of the flavor of the cards, you get, like, eyeballs on people. 
And, like, yeah. you get cards specifically saying, like, oh, there's a strange affliction going around. And then the angels went fucking berserk in the story before uh, a lot of things happened in the story. The flavor text of some cards would have random capitalizations. Oh. Or you would find, like, flavor text in, uh, like, tokens and stuff that had certain things. And it led to, like, it started spelling out other things. Like, it was really cool. And that's then, nice. surprise, Ultra Chore. And that's how you do Ultra Chore in, like, a TTC. Yeah. I wish it was slightly more subtle, but they kind of didn't need to because... Yeah, yeah. so... <laughs> it was just really cute in that, oh, we okay. knew cool was probably coming. So, yeah, I, I really enjoy uh, the magic set Bloodborne. That's good. Yeah, it's exactly that. <laughs> That's really good. Like eventually, uh, like you when get. When did that mail. set first come out? After Bloodborne. <laughs> okay. Oh, well, look at that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, yeah. No, that was exactly Bloodborne. The set. Yeah. Because uh, eventually, even like the townspeople became Eldritch Horrors. Yeah. Uh, actually, like the entire well, the- fucking garrison city, the moving city, is the one of the coolest looking cards <laughs> in the entire set. Yeah, that's because the city picked itself up and started beating the shit out of people. That's <laughs> <laughs> really good. And, like, you had two of these guardian angels, like Bruna and Jasilla, and then they just combined to have one Eldritch Abomination. Like, nice. they, their card is just like, oh, Bruna has, like, nice anime pink hair, but then it just started melting. Handweir, the rising township. That's a fucking good art. That's really good. Yeah. Like, the entire city is an el- like an ooze. Welcome to Yahargul. They had a lot of fun with that set. It was super dope. I, I kind of wish the, like, meld mechanic... Meld mechanic's kind of cheesy anyway, but yeah. I, I wish there was, like, more of a game-ending one, kind of like an Emrakul. Yeah, Bracella's kind of the only thing. Yeah. Like, I, I kind of... Maybe, like, something like a, a Grizzle brand-ish type of, type of meld card, but... Yeah, like, look at this thing. Fucking... Priscilla, Voice of Nightmares. Oh, yeah. So that's... Yeah, 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 part of the course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doss, Daughter of the Cosmos. She has actual arms. You come in and it like looks vaguely like a giant gooey woman like bending forward in prayer. And when you like hit her tail, she turns around and has arms, a lot of tentacles, and a weird like anemone vagina face. <laughs> uh, and she's... Oof. She's a thing. I think the most recent like this felt like a tgc type of type of game or type of theme was theros now that i think of it because like i really like the setting of theros it was essentially just oh look at us we're uh well spartan and a lot of other yeah history back then but like you actually physically pulled the gods that they worshiped and it felt really good to say like oh i have a god card this is my identity now oh yeah there's eyeballs in that that Looks like an Emrakul spawn, so yeah. Yep. <laughs> no, it was it was one of the cooler uh, things they've done in Magic. Well, yeah, the the Eldritchor <laughs> into the actual traditional horror setting was sick. Yeah, like they took Eldrazi, which were essentially just these these faceless abominations, mm-hmm. uh, and ruining the land of of Zendikar, and then they said, okay, what if we spin that? Because they're essentially just Eldritchor tentacle creatures anyway. We'll just do it a little bit more subtly, and then uh, em- Emrakul decided to be the moon for a hot minute. Yeah. Well, like <laughs> That's in, never good. <laughs> in a horror setting, it's really neat that they're like, what horror didn't we touch on? Oh, cosmic. <laughs> yeah. And, and then just bring it in and make it make sense. Because like, it came at a weird time in Magic where they were going to go from three sets per block down to two yeah. and have faster rotations. So they had Zendikar right before that, which had the two big Eldrazi. 
and then they were missing their sister. So how do we logically make their sister show up because it's going to happen? Yeah, that looks like a spawn of Woolawog. I or love the cool hatcher. This one's given a thumbs up, and it's really good. <laughs> I love it. Uh, that's Amy. <laughs> Amy's great. That's a lot of arms. It's a couple, couple arms. Mm-hmm. And in like true horror fashion, when you fight it, once it gets low and pissed off, it goes oh, rips some arms off, and then starts beating you with them. Perfect. I need more reach, but my arms are too slow. <laughs> But, uh, yeah. yeah, like, I want to look over the, uh, the the Magic the Gathering things that they've been doing for uh, D&D. Yeah. <laughs> Looks neat. Omelette Cat was just depressing. Yep. It wasn't, like, horrible. It was just depressing because it was a dying world that was just fabricated. And yep. no one really knew. And their greatest trial was just enslavement. And then the world kind of ended. Oh, yeah. And no. all of the friendly gods. Because... In, in Theros, we had gods, but they were kind of dicks most of the time. Some like, Heliod was like... The white god was the biggest dick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was like, all right, you're my champion. You're going to kill a god. Oh, fuck, you can kill gods. Nah, you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> literally gives her the power to kill a god. They kill a god, go, not too much power, dead. <laughs> my humorous. <laughs> exactly. Meanwhile, like, Hezzeret are just like, yeah, come, my children. Let's go. Let's go be the best we can be. What's that, uh, what's that swarm-like cloud over there? <laughs> yeah, so each main color in Amokat had a god. Yeah. And they were all relative, like, they wanted to, they had their own populace, they had everybody who worshipped them, and they walked amongst the people, because they were Egyptian gods, right? Mm-hmm. Like, of the people, for the people, the trials were yeah. put in place ages ago, they didn't know why, and they, like, everybody had to complete everybody's trial. And then finally, the last one was literally, you die. You straight up, like, you've completed all the trials, you are worthy. They execute you, and they stick you in a fucking, like, in the uh, the gateway to... Actually, I think I have it somewhere over here. Is... Yep. In through the gate to the afterlife. Okay. And then you become uh, a gift to the god pharaoh, essentially. Okay. And the god pharaoh uh, ends up coming back to reclaim his army, because he, he created this army to fight Phyrexia, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, which are some crazy melding... Civilization that turns everything into just disgusting oil slicked yeah. ruiner of plants. Cool. Um, so Capitalism, yeah, the plane. They just yeah complete it. Yeah, complete everything. So the god pharaoh comes back in the second set, um, releases his three personal gods mm-hmm. from the gate, as well as his entire personal army to just destroy the rest of the civilization sitting on the plane. The entire rest of the plane outside of this really small city is desert and demons. Mm-hmm. Do not go out there. It will kill you. <laughs> Everything is undead in some aspect out there, and you will fucking die. Except here. Go to this nice big plane. Also, Nicobolus's horns can be seen in every fucking horizon. <laughs> That's not and a good sign. No! So the god pharaoh comes back, and guess who he is? Boom! Nicobolus! And, yeah. Maybe some really cool full air lands, though. Oh, my god, yeah. Well, I like that the, the, the rise of the second sun... Is just like, oh, here's here's this art that's just the sun going to the gem of uh, becoming between Nicobolus's horns. And then when the revelation of, oh, he's killing the plane came out, uh, the sun is now in the center of the gem of becoming between Nicobolus's horns. And then mostly just blood and death are <laughs> depicted on the earth. Like the mountain is just a like sprawling city. 
Uh, and then as soon as the rise of the second sun came, that art just turned into, okay, everything is literally blood-soaked. Yep. Here's one of the gods. He's Ronus. He's a nice guy. Yeah. A little snake boy. Snake man. Oh, tell me you have the art of him getting stabbed. Oh, fucking, I can bring it up. Oh, oh it is probably the best art that Pretty recently sure I fought him up. in uh, Sun's Fortress. Um, what's, what, do you know what it was called? Uh, Trial of something. Uh, oh, no, Hour of Glory. Okay, there we go. Yeah. Is one of the best arts in the entire series because here he is, Ronus being killed by uh, the Scarab God. Or, no, Scorpion God, obviously, because he's a scorpion. And then there's just this monument, like, are you okay, buddy? <laughs> Derpy ash fucking monument in the background. Aww. And the face on the snake is just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> I want that framed, by the way. Just yeah. this cut out right here. <laughs> yeah. Always remember. That's my favorite art. It's a shame because Ronus was still a good guy. <laughs> oh, my God. Is there any, any things that come from this? Now I'll have to look through. Um, but yeah, we know the podcast image for this time. This is just a fucking glory hole of pizza that I saw. <laughs> We're just gonna. There we go. All right. Um, but yeah, like they do flavor pretty goddamn well. Yeah, they can. The potential for a lot of things really good with Magic the Gathering in terms of flavor and design. Ixalan was cool. Really top notch. I liked Ixalan. Pirates. Mm-hmm. And the, the Minotaur Dad was pretty good. Minotaur Dad was sweet. Yeah, like, he was actually, like, a compelling random character that they just introduced. Like, we had established characters doing whatever they wanted. They had a redemption arc for Vraska. Yeah, he's red-black. Like, the combination of the most evilest com- colors. And they're locked on this plane that Planeswalkers can't walk off of because it was supposed to be a jail. Wizard jail. Yeah. yeah. And um, so he's like, I want to get the fuck home because I miss my kids. <laughs> and he became a giant fucking, deep, like horrifying captain of a pirate ship. Like, his entire stick is his giant flaming minotaur with chains that would burn people. Mm-hmm. Sick. All he wants to do is go home to his children. Neat. And he finally gets it. And it's just like, this is so wholesome. <laughs> like, it's so good. Yeah. Uh, the story was that was really good. Um, yeah, so it was... We got pirates, vampires, uh... uh merfolk. Merfolk. And, uh, like, Aztec... Dinosaur worshipping crazy people. One of these things is not like the other. Right? The goblins from monkeys. Actually monkeys. Yeah, the actual goblins monkeys. Um, But yeah, it was really neat. Dinosaurs. They introduced dinosaurs proper. Mm -hmm. Which is another weird thing. I like the elder dinosaurs, but the implication of them are kind of like iffy. Because if you have this storm raptor, or like this gigantic thing that could literally... It's essentially like six cards in one, and it has a huge body. Why would that not just run over the the capital? But maybe it was just like a whole, oh, it's just force of nature, random chaos, just didn't get there at the time. Mm. It was very peculiar. I mean, for a wizard jail, it was pretty cute. Yeah, wizard jail. Big-ass sphinx sitting in there. It's like, hey, welcome to my wizard jail. (laughs) Gay baby jail. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm from Ravnica. What of it? (laughs) You want to want to see the sun? <laughs> it actually had the most interesting Jace arc, though. Everybody hates Jace. Yeah. He was the John Cena, uh, but like instead of muscles, he was mind. Yeah. Because he's just like, oh, I'm illusion. I can't do anything bad. Just a fucking Gary stew of Gary stews. Yeah. Ends up getting totally amnesia and becomes such a much better character because he's like, 
oh fuck, I'm on an abandoned island. I he can't illusioned leave. himself. But the, yeah, like there's one part where he's trying to make fire and he wants fire so bad he creates an illusion of fire, doesn't realize he can make illusions. He's like, why is this fish not cooking? Yeah. And he's just like going insane. Oh. And then like really I've cool. owned myself. Exactly. Vraska McSnake Lady comes along and he's just like, oh hi Snake Lady. Even though they were fighting in a plane before. So good. So good. I like that they gave Raska a, I guess, a goal, and as well, like, a a, a really sassy, shitty personality in the best way. Like, I love her just because she's like, oh, I can understand what's going on. Yeah, no, I'm just going to take over this guild now and uh, be done with everything. Yeah. What else was there? Yeah, what came after Exelon? Uh... Ixalan, <laughs> and then it was... Was it Dominaria? Yeah. Dominaria is sweet. I love the tagline. I couldn't tell you. It's old school magic. Yeah. Like, it's... Um, the tagline like, of Dominaria is... We've survived... Like, essentially, we've survived so many like apocalypses. What's one more? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's where, like, you get your classic Urza versus Mishra. Yeah. Frixian War, all that fun stuff. And then they just went back, and it was all right. I liked some of the flavor. Like, the sagas were pretty cute as an so, idea. There's some neat... There's, yeah, there's some neat ideas, but I didn't... I don't know. I, I didn't... I it was, it was a mediocre on. set, but it was... It introduced a lot of cute ideas. It introduced wizards as an archetype and standard. It brought back to Fury, which makes me happy. It brought back the weather light, which made me happy. I love the weather light. Well, it brought back the weather light, and it brought back, like, oh, here's this crew of wacky characters. Here's Karn. Here's Karn. Here's Squee. <clears throat> here's a random mushroom that kind of grew in the ship's hall. Oh. And, and I do I do enjoy Karn. Especially when you get to the point where it's just like, oh, it's, man, this sucks. <laughs> oh, this is much better. Oh, yeah. Clean slate. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Which uh, is actually what he's trying to do. He's trying to find the uh, uh, Golgothian Silex, I think it was called, or something like that. This is bowl that can wipe out planes to go back to Mirrodin and just wipe it the fuck out because it got attacked by Phyrexia. Yeah. And uh, he's like, yeah, I'm just going to nuke the entire thing and start over. <laughs> yeah, Mirrodin just kind of needs a little bit of scrubbing bubbles. Karn's <laughs> pretty, you know, he's chill. Karn's dope. He's up there. He killed Vencer to get him back. Very upset about that. One of my favorite planeswalkers. He's nicer than Gideon. Gideon's a bitch. <laughs> Although I do like a Kaladesh was this big invention plan. Yeah. And they were in the story that they had like these gear hulks, which are massive. Oh, I know what he did. He's like, ah, indestructible barrier. Jump. Literally <laughs> jump like, into the gears. Yeah, I need to break this down. <laughs> <laughs> we need a wedge. Wait a minute. I'm slightly wedge-shaped. <laughs> I'm invulnerable. <laughs> Wait a minute. Didn't, I, didn't you almost die in a puddle last... No, no, don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, then. <laughs> you got taken out by a puddle in yeah. the, uh, the plane prior. No, it's like that... I, when I first heard that story, it was in a draft I was watching where they were talking about that, and then when the next pack opened, or as it was buffering, because it was uh, Magic the Gathering Online... Yeah. Uh, the guys are like, okay, what do we need? Well, we need other way- some way to tap creatures, or we need a white planeswalker. Pack opens. Gideon's sitting right there. <laughs> oh! <laughs> they just instantly just be like, yeah. Like, they go quiet and they're like, so yeah, that's, you know, par for the course. <laughs> we'll take that. That's, that's on the same logic of, I just need to draw X. Draw X. Yeah. Yes. Yep. 
Um, I love watching tournaments where they're like, all right, you need, you've got this last turn to win, and there's a chance, and they just war one slam, and it's like, boom, bonfire of the damned, you win. It's like, huh. I love watching tournaments like that, though, where everybody's crowded around the table back when they could, and they're just... It's one of the coolest things of, uh, I think it was the standard for original Innistrad and Ravnica. And they just need to flip over Bonfire the Damned. And they're yeah. just like crowds around and flipping. Oh, and I was like, like crowd went yeah, I love watching the guy who just, he's just sitting there. He's like, well, if he plays this, then I need, I have this in hand, but I'd like to draw this instead. But if he does this, I'm fucked unless I draw this. Then he does that. He's like, yeah, there it is. Uh, fun. <laughs> Plays it, and he's like, perfect. Then he does the first thing he said he should have done, and then he counters that the right way. Yeah. It's just like, it, okay. <laughs> and, like, this is just draft. Yeah. It's like, it, there could be any cards here, but he's like, well, I know all the cards, so, yeah, you know, you can do this or this or this. or like, He could do this, and then almost never do they do something where he's like, wow, I wasn't expecting that. He's just like, yep, that fucks me. Right. <laughs> like, this is a dude who won Netrunner World Championships. <laughs> and that's a fucked up game. That's a weird game. But it is, it's neat. They get, get, get good, uh, got good ways to get it in the hands of people. I think the lot, he won in 2012, and I don't know if they're still doing world tournaments on it, I so. so. I don't even think they're actually producing Netrunner anymore, are they? No, it's, it's, it's done now. Yeah. He was pretty sad when they announced that they weren't going to produce it anymore. But, oh well. I mean, with like... Fucker's also been a magic judge for like 10, 15 years. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you, you have your fun. Card games come and go, except magic and the main three, which are kind of cockroaches at this point. Yeah. I say cockroaches. I think magic's kind of a good cockroach. And I think Pokemon's also kind of a good cockroach. Pokemon. Pokemon's been getting much more dynamic and good. The Pokemon card game is still great. I think it's a really neat concept that's easy to get into with a good sealer. It is. It's... The Pokemon card game is a solid game. You can Very really solid card game. have some fun with that. It's a little like weird compared to what you'd expect coming from like Pokemon games, but it's it's a solid card game. Yeah. I mean, they, like it's really my favorite concept is you can have six Pokemon in your party, right? But when it comes to a card game, how do you represent that? Well, if you beat them, you get a prize card, and when you run out of prize cards, you get six total. You win. Yeah, that's really cool. I like that. And then you get uh, EX Pokemon, which if you kill them, you get two prize cards because they're really fucking hard. Yeah. It's, I, li- I just love the concept of the Pokemon card game. Really I, solid. I have a bugbear with the EX cards just because a lot of them... A lot of... A lot of them are very, like, high variance in that yes. you need to draw them. It's kind of like, it, it made the game more like Hearthstone in that... It's bomb-heavy at that point. Yeah. <clears throat> like, now you need bombs to take care of your EX monsters. Like, monsters. Pokemans. They're Pokemon. monsters. Pokemons. Alright, fair again. It's also going to say creatures, but... Yeah. Uh, and then, like, some of them, for example, in the early days of EX monsters... Or, fuck me. Yeah, pocket monsters. Fuck it. We're going to call them monsters. <laughs> uh, of EX monsters. Um... Like, Mewtwo EX. And I remember it only specifically because Tyler played that, I think. Mm. And I always had a bugbear because I was, like, way behind specifically because I didn't also have a strong turn one, like, EX Mewtwo. Yeah. Like, fuck that guy. The only thing I had because I wanted to build, like, an Evolution deck was uh, tutor out my Evolutions and then hopefully get one that would kill Mewtwo before it kills me. It's rough. Yeah. Um, Which, granted... Interesting counterplay. I just have a bugbear because why would you not play the level 100 creature when you 
start the game off typically with like little babby creatures. You know what was a bad card game? What's up? Digimon. Did anybody actually know how to play that game? Uh, I knew one kid in elementary who knew how to play the game, and nobody would play it with him because one, nobody had enough cards to actually put together a deck, and two, the rules were so obscure we were all pretty sure he was just making them up. Yep, that <laughs> game was very you difficult. You have like you have <laughs> to know everything about your deck to build a deck. You can't. You're not. You're never drafting a deck with that. No, ever. It, it is like absolute constructed, and it, it's not good. <clears throat> And it's very much just like a, yup, I, I can win. I, I can just always win. And fucking Yu-Gi-Oh! is garbage. Yu-Gi-Oh! is novels of text on every... Well, not every card, but a lot of relevant cards. When the official tournament organization will not ban cards, but instead bans card interactions... You have a bad <laughs> card game. Yeah, yeah, it's just really fucking weird. Like, why would you just not ban a card? That's why... That's why Deathrite Shaman was banned, because that card was just so good as a one-of, that or as, as a four-of, that if you don't play anything but turn one Deathrite Shaman, you're bad. Yep. Yeah. Um, but, like, I it's can... like saying, you can play Deathrite Shaman, not a problem. You just can't activate ability two and three. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's mm-hmm. fucking dumb. They also had to keep up in your starting life total <laughs> as the rules got, like, as the card game kept going. It's like, that's weird. Mm. <laughs> the fact that you can't your cards are so power crept now that you can't keep your life total 2,000, 4,000. Now it's 8,000, I think. <sighs> Fucking... I don't know if I'm just used to the resource type of card game where you have a specific resource you need to spend. Like, energy, yeah. land, uh, even in, like, the Warcraft game, you just take cards from your hand that you don't want and use those as resources. Yeah. But, like, Yu-Gi-Oh! is... I can draw my entire deck turn to one and get Exodia and win... Granted, it's still a crapshoot because it's effectively storm, except without the resources. Yeah. Like, the only yeah. resources you have are cards in your deck, and hopefully you draw the right combination. Well, what I don't, what I've never liked about it is, like, cool, I'm going to build, you know, an impressive board, and it's like, is your board tall? Yes? Cool. Doesn't matter how wide you are. If you go tall enough and they just go wide, they will lose because they will lose all their monsters to you destroying them. Yeah. There's also so many effects that just wipe the board Yeah, that you can't actually keep up. There's not a lot of interesting, uh, or at least from my observation, uh, not a lot of interesting board states. Because if you, in Magic, see a board that is green-white good stuff versus anything, green-white yeah. good stuff has an impressive fucking board that they need to answer now. Uh, and then Yu-Gi-Oh! looks like a, you have five creatures on the board that are pretty good. You know what? Sick. I'm just going to regeki them each turn because I have well, all the okay. EX fucking creatures. Or, uh, like, Ixies, the XYZ creatures. Yeah. Um, yeah not not XYZ. Xies. That fucking threw me for a goddamn angry loop. And not even that. Like, there's just so many effects that just say, yo, I can see what you're doing with all the whole reducing life points thing, but no... Yeah, like, if in Magic the Gathering I had a one-sided board wipe on, like, turn three. No! <laughs> That's bad! Like, if, if I played humans, and then just also slotted in some destroy your entire board so I can turn my thing sideways at you, that would just break the game. I feel like... And again, is Rocket just... still legal? I think so. Alright, yeah, stupid. Yeah, it is. I, I don't really know, because I don't really but watch you, a lot there's of... certain cards you're not allowed to use to tutor for. <laughs> See, that's dumb. When you can look at your deck 
and like legitimately get disqualified for hidden information when you tutor something. Some cards are allowed to fetch it; others aren't. So stupid. <laughs> like it's like oh, you can magic, Rebo- <clears throat> you can uh, monster reborn. That's cards not banned, but. It might be my ignorance on the card game, but it seems like Yu-Gi-Oh is just storm versus storm every time. Hmm. Let's just well, see. What, what 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 is what is banned in Yu-Gi-Oh anyway? Uh, that first link that you saw there when you go back. Oh yeah, there's a couple cards still banned, but that forum link from Reddit. If they say what if they do, that's that's a thing they do. I should have bookmarked it. Uh, all right, so Graceful Charity is banned, which is just a bad version. Oh, Draw three cards version. and discard two. No, that's, that's Exodia decks. They can play yeah. as many spell cards. Yeah. That, that legitimately just burns through your deck. Yeah. Morphing Jar, flip both players call all the cards in hand, then draw five. Again, probably more Exodia-related stuff. Uh, Chaos Emperor Dragon, Envoy of the End. Great. I can't even read what it says. Uh, it's, <clears throat> yeah. Cyber Jar is dumb. Like, it's not even great. It's just dumb. What's it do? Uh, Destroy something? Something like that. They don't like flip flip effects. The, if if Does it flip and does it destroy something? Yes, it's banned. Oh, I'll change your heart's band, sad. Hey. It's like, why is that banned? <laughs> Harvey's Feather Duster's banned. Pot of Greed. No! Yeah. What does it even do? But yeah, they've like, they just ban a bunch of really dumb shit It's so that you can't accelerate. They just don't want you to ramp. And they don't want you to destroy things in ways that don't trigger trap cards. Mm. Mm. It's like, when you say it that way, you go, oh, that's reasonable. No! <laughs> those, those cards were meant for that. Not only does it make the card game a little bit more uh, impenetrable in that if you don't know that specific interaction is banned, or if you accidentally perform that interaction, <laughs> that's a major problem. Look at this list of banned or for, like, limited interactions. Yep. Holy fuck! <laughs> yep. Oh my god. And if you look up at the very top, remember, there's advanced uh, format, traditional format. What is... Oh my lord. (laughs) Can we all just agree that we should just stop playing every other game and just focus on Dungeon Dice Monsters, though? You know what? (laughs) No, I actually had, like, the dice and the board and everything. I played with my dad. Oh, good. I played... It, it, It wasn't bad, actually. I played the GBA game. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I love the GBA games. Uh, on on digital, that that is meant to be digital. Yeah. You do not do that on board, because on a board, you go, oh, I just can't reach you anymore because I don't own the pieces to reach you. But dumb. Yeah. The entire concept just threw me for a loop. It it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just. Mm. Yeah, I know. Mm. What if tactic, Tactics Ogre and Yu-Gi-Oh had a baby? Yeah. <laughs> that's that's what that is. Everyone's uncomfortable at that point. <coughs> yeah. We're well over time at this point. I don't know if there's well, anything else on. That's pretty much it. We talked about a lot of lore. Yeah. We'll wrap up war soon. Yeah. We'll either murder or get murdered by Ben. Yeah. And it'll be fine. It's going to be great. I'm excited. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah, effectively that. Yeah. Easy shit. Easy peasy. We'll do a wrap up, maybe. Like here's oh, what yeah. happened. Uh, we'll do a wrap up. I know Dakota wants. He he's been mentioning it. It would be interesting for us to like 
be able to talk to each person and be like, what did you fuck up? Like, yeah. the people who ran wars, what did you fuck up the most and why? What should have fucked up but didn't? And what are you really proud about? Well, we wanted to do that since War One, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and we just haven't got, either gotten around to it or logistically we just haven't. Well, and this thing, like, logistically I'm, it's also pretty tricky because, like, I can come up here but, like, you have to pick my ass up. Yeah. Because, like, otherwise it takes me hours to get here. Yeah. Um, and, like, to try and collect Nick, it would be easier to just, like... It'd be easier just to record a Skype conversation with those people. Yeah, or, or, or like, like I guess export audio from the Discord call. Like you have a streaming setup. It's yeah. easy. I'm sure you can do it. Oh yeah, I've done it before. Um, and then that way you just get everyone's audio, and it's easy that way. Yeah, you can do audio. You can even do like a uh, not even like a, a screen share thing, or just recording your own screen type of like a kind of like a talk show thing where yeah. you just show relevant images or something. Well, that's the thing is like uh, in the Discord video calls. Which are pretty good. You can just it just slams everyone's face up there, and it's real cute. Yeah. Or your icon, barring that, and you can just say like, "Here's this. Let's talk about shit." Yeah. I mean, we could even have like, "Here's the intermission between wars. What do we want to talk about? Get someone in, or a group, but like the uh, part of the group in whenever they're available, and say like, <coughs> you want to talk about the war? Fair enough. And then have separate sessions with people until we're done." Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of ways we can go about actually doing it. I think that's a cute idea. I think it's a good way of like discussing what we liked about the system of the current war or uh, what we're looking forward to next war. Well, yeah. yeah, and it helps everyone who's like working on things for future get better perspective. Yeah. Right? Because like, you can only ever look at things your way until somebody else says, hey, here's what I thought. Yeah. And you go, fuck. Yes, and I'd like I'd like after we all kind of get a couple wars under the belt or something like that for us to kind of cohesively have like just a set of rules that we can easily keep running. I extra think wars we're on top working of. towards that. Yeah, like, like we're, I mean, we're a few iterations away, but we're working towards it. Yeah, there's a lot of like different things that we want to introduce and see what sticks and see what doesn't. Yeah. I don't think because I wanted to do an action point system just to simplify everything. Um, but I don't think that's going to move, like, be a thing moving forward. Maybe for like, maybe it could work out perfect. Yeah, but like, I think mana is a lot more of a complex thing to manage, and I think moving forward, we would want to manage mana instead. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, too many resources is bad, and too few resources is icky because uh, yeah. you run into some issues with it. Um, I know Nick and I are looking at doing action points for things as well but like still separating support and active actions um and dakota's little pocket project uh he's doing a similar thing except movement and your common skills are all tied to the same pool okay so like you're like uh disengage or intercept or search or hide or trap or whatever it is and move are going to be the same thing yeah so that Cool. Are you going to, like, buff yourself, or are you going to move really far this turn? Yeah, I guess that would kind of fix, like... Because I wanted to simplify down the turn structure a little bit, mm-hmm. but that would kind of simplify the one... Like, my, my biggest problem is the movement phase has a fuck ton of things you can do in it. Yeah, and that's that's the thing, is... How much do you want to dilute, yeah. and how much do you want to, spe- like, specialize in? And it's hard. And I think you're going to do what you're going to do. We're going to see how that goes. Yeah. Both from your side and player side. I feel as though... Because it could be easy to manage it and create it that way. 
but it might have a bad mouthfeel. Yeah, yeah. I, I it might be a that. pain for you, and we might say, mm, it's tasty. Yeah, I, I feel as though action points make a lot of the abstract concepts of mana and uh, this abstract like movement pool that you have a little bit simpler, and mm-hmm. I feel as though it simplifies a lot of design, but I'm not sure how it will play, considering. Yeah. Um, in, in my perspective, I think it would be a little neat, specifically because you have less things to keep track of, and maybe... It also opens up design space for more complicated sheets, like, oh, you're going around collecting this from the map, and you don't have to keep track of mana, this thing, and anything else you control. It's just you have this pool of action points, your HP, and then whatever you're collecting. Yeah, like, and, like, a way, if you're going to look... Because I've considered taking mana out of it. Um, if you look at a global cooldown of sorts, in regards to, like, some of your more powerful skills that are usually gated by... I don't have enough mana to use this. Yeah. Like big nuky phantasms. You can still use it, but what if that takes away your actions for next turn? Yeah. Or what if that stops you from using uh, actions on your next turn or something like that? So it's an investment and it forces these weird recovery periods. Yeah. Um, as if you're out of mana. Um, that's a lot more front end balancing and figuring it out but if you do it right it's got a good mouthfeel yeah like i i think that's set i mean there's a lot of things if you do it right it has good mouthfeel it's just finding what you're just gonna slave over like sheets and being like okay how can you do enough to be effective and like are you effective because your damage is too high or are you effect effective because you just have a lot of actions or is there a difference? Yeah. Yeah. Right? And for, for me, it got to the point where I'm like, I really don't know what else I can do right now. It feels balanced, but there could be some, like, because I have to balance 12 sheets. Moving parts are very different. Exactly. So well, as it, it got to a certain part where I'm like, fuck it. This is what we're shipping out. Mm-hmm. And I had to patch very few things. Like, um, I'm sure Dakota's mentioned that I had to patch something at some point mm-hmm. because logistically... It shouldn't have gone out like that. Like, there was literally no logistic reason as to why that was like that, and I just fucked up. It happens. Like, there is a couple things. Like, I got to a point with my one where I'm like, you know what? I'm ready. I just want to do this. I sent out, like, sure, I could have done more. Like, he didn't have a re- you didn't have a reason to use a certain number of your skills. Like, they were in your move. Yeah. But for the most part, it's just better to keep stabbing people. Um, the combo between Saber and Papaneer, like, where they could both like, snowball their attack. Yeah. Shouldn't have worked the way it did. Yeah. Right? But if I fixed that, things were a lot more balanced. Caster could layer AoEs on them and people be like, fuck, this hurts. But, Smasher. Yeah. <laughs> She's, that's a heavy investment of your points. So Smasher, and she would go down. Yeah. Um, you heard her pretty good. And Ben almost one-rounded her at the beginning without using his broken abilities. He just rolled into her and was like, sop, motherfucker. It's like... Uh, I mean, glass cannon's a glass cannon, right? Yeah. And I mean, like, even my cast was a fucking glass cannon. I mean, they got, that thing was mm-hmm. a very, very fucking strong sheet. Just everything that happened to the glass cannon was yeah. just like, well, it just so happens that I have this handy glass cutter right here. Yeah. <laughs> I kind uh, of wish I was involved with the fighting of Tyler turn one, just because it was on point for me to do something dumb turn one. Yeah, but we're getting there. I, I love the fact that turn one, 
and it just so happened to be fucking over Tyler, but then turn two fucked over Tyler, so it yeah. worked out, I guess. Like I said to Zach before you got here, if anybody else had Tyler's sheet, this war probably would be finished by now. Well, that's because Tyler is an AI that only activates when I'm around, and I stayed away from him after I killed him the first time. Yeah. <laughs> like, Green Ranger, White Ranger, did you see any Megazords at all? Yeah. No. Um, I would blow my load. I'm like, Megazord, fucking turn one. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, here's the thing. He's got a habit of that. Cause it's like, look at Corvo. Fuck it. I, I mean, he's dead. The sheet's coming out soon. I'm just going to show you guys now. Like... Look at what Corvo could have done. And he eventually, like, tuned into it, and he's like, yeah, let's do this. And I'm like, that's the right plan. Good for you. Do it. Um, but it took a while, whereas, like, when Nick saw the sheet, he's like, if I had that from night one, it would have been a very different war. And, like, he had a strong servant, but that servant-master combo, the ability to, like, set up and trap and just, like, oh, you're over here and poisoned, fucking get up. Is it was gross. That was a solid. It's probably my favorite. Um, uh, my favorite sheet overall from that war because mm. it felt right. Yeah, unfortunately, you gave it to the least capable player in this game. <laughs> well, I, Again, I overtuned it a little bit because I wanted it to be good for him because I knew he was new and fairly unfamiliar with it. So I was like, cool. He might strike into genius here and be set, but I don't know him. I know he's new to this, so I want to make sure he has a decent card. So, fucking first NP. Called the Dragonzord. Yeah. These are some pretty fucking buff-ass stats. Fucking buff-ass rank skills. Fucking AoE shit. Laser beam. Like, yeah, none of but that. you know what? I can see how he didn't use it right away. Because, like, it's great. But here's the problem. He has to spend a turn not punching someone in the face. <laughs> I mean, that's... Actually, um... His AI protocol allows him to do one thing, and yeah. that's target a person to punch. Yeah, but th this is the thing, is that most people, in my experience with this, running mine, watching this one, and then going back to look over Nick's, if they're given an option towards punch someone or not punch someone, they will always punch someone. Oh, I'm guilty of that. Every time. <laughs> uh, it doesn't matter if... Their skill says, on the next turn, you, like, on next turn, you, like, you're invincible. They will say, yeah, but what if I kill them this turn? So instead, they'll just punch them this turn. Every time. And that's why I don't like one action pool. That's why. Yeah. Because I've watched people do it. I watched them fucking do it back in uh, OT Wars. And I watched them do it in mine, where you had standard actions and bonus actions, but, like, if I put something that wasn't an attack in the standard action slot, it would never be used. And did you have a bonus action that dealt damage? Yes. They will use it every time. Right. They will touch nothing else. Heal to full? Nah, I'll rather do 20 damage. <laughs> it's the dumbest shit, but people will do it. Right. And, like... That's the reason Grok hasn't gotten mad yet. Is because I'm like, I want him to because next time it's better. But what if they're not here next time? <laughs> so I'm just gonna punch him now, not as well, and hope that it, hope that that's enough. And like, you can sit there and you can know, oh, this is the better option, 
but doing it this way feels good. So that's what you do. And it's garbage. It, it really is. <sighs> this, uh, it's just, it's just, this is a great sheet that just, I don't know, got really underutilized, at least for me with the... That happens. Yeah. That happens. Like, First Assassin was like that for me. Um, ben ended up putting Berserker to good use. Um, yours had some tricks that would have made you a big target. Yeah. I would have liked to have seen happen. Because um, small bombs were definitely over two, so you could have escaped it. But I don't think any of us realized how powerful smoke bombs were until it was too late for you to make big moves. Mm-hmm. Um, there's that. Uh, you did fairly well for yourself, so I can't complain. Lancer was slow as fuck, but I did love the flavor of yeah. like. I, I love that I played it as if I was an anime. <laughs> of like, fuck yeah, I'm trapping her in here. Or like. I'm going to make them fight, and then I realize, wait a minute, there's a lone person in this bubble with me. Yeah. Tee-hee-hee-hee. <laughs> yeah. So like Sent an assassin after. Like, it was it was sick. I, I, I loved how I played that war. Yeah. Um, Saber doing nothing except basic combo and then exploding mm-hmm. was, like, a bummer. I was like, you know what? <laughs> because the way it was supposed to work, like, she had the laser pod program to pierce barriers. Yeah. But if you use combo... And then do that, it does extra damage. You lose your combo, yeah. but it does extra damage. Pod programs for defense. Um, scanning. They could make decoys. Yeah. <laughs> Shit like that. It's like, ah, oh, it just didn't happen. Who else was there? Ryder was me. And that worked on you. Sorry. <laughs> um, I took the bait. It was fine. <laughs> you did. Uh, fuck, who else was even in that? Uh, Caster. Was... Oh, Dakota. Yeah. Yeah. He had, he used what I figured he would. Yeah. He used his attacks, then he used his bigger attacks, and he used his res. He didn't use uh, any of the weird shit, but mostly because he didn't have a reason to use the weird shit. Like, oh, turn this to day or night, or um, turn this... Because, like, if he worked with you... Yeah. Um, and he was like, hey, does it help you if I, like, turn something to night? <laughs> yes. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. <laughs> yeah. Like, th- that would have ruined somebody. Oh, that would have been hilarious. Um, I would have just fucking rifled somebody's day. Caster, Rider, Assassin, Berserker, Archer, Saber, Lancer. Yeah, it's everyone. So, yeah, like, you know, there's some of that. There's definitely things that happened in Nick's War that were like, ooh, boy. Like, this this should have been more than it was, and it wasn't. Um, like stopping someone's noble phantasm. <laughs> yeah, like... I, I could have done some flashier stuff. Lancer ended up doing her thing pretty well. Well, she won. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, Must have did all right. Caster's stuff played out predictably, which is good. Teleporting everyone into a labyrinth and then meatballing the labyrinth would have been really good. Yeah, a little spicy meatball. Um, because, like, you had a luck roll to get out. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like charisma roll to resist getting teleported, then luck roll to get out. Yeah. And it's like, like, oh, cool, you, just, you can just never leave. Because Ben, like, one night Ben's like, so what's your charisma, bud? I'm like, pretty good. It's like, hmm, all right. <laughs> what's your charisma, bud? <laughs> yeah. Bless uh, that, man. <laughs> Nick, has, Nick has asked me, because, like, I'll share information with him, and he's like, how do people you're trying to murder keep telling you important information? I'm like, I don't know, they just do it. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> Um, I'm like the loosest lips that sink ships. I don't care who I tell the information to because I think it's irrelevant to me. <laughs> I'm going to die one way or the other. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the 
just try and make friends. Yeah. I always call myself the season two villain because I always die like around the midpoint of the series. Yeah, yeah. For the real like, villain to come, Nick's, come up. Nick's Archer worked pretty well. His conduit didn't get to do most of the stuff he was hoping she might. Um, she could command spell your servants. That's very dope. <laughs> she could just say, leave. What? Did you put in your move for your master to go with you? No? Right. Hey, Saber. <laughs> Brave Blade. One, two, three, four, five. <laughs> oh, God. Yep. <laughs> My hubris. <laughs> um, and if Roy hit, dealt the killing blow or like left somebody on one or something like that, there is like a chance he would recruit them to his side. And they, oh, they, they have like that. low stats or something like that, but like, yeah, no, he just get them. Cool. Like, she gets a contract extra. She just gets extra bodies. Have fun. Oh no. <laughs> Can you imagine? If uh she just was like, hey, hey Berserker, tap, switches sides. What? You had drawbacks built into your sheet so that you wouldn't be strong while he was active. I just go she around would... fucking fighting throughout the world. Oh my god. I know. I don't know if that would like... I need to ask Nick the logistics Put of that. normal masters on shit like that and things get weird. Yeah. Like my master existed to give Copen an extra 200 health. With good defenses. Yeah. But with risk. What if you lose your master? Well, what if you lose right. the risk entirely, right? Yeah. Like what does that mean? <laughs> like an extra 200 health with A endurance was spicy. That's why I made my masters completely independent of everything else. Like, I didn't want to create a master designed to work well with the class that they actually summoned. Because if they just went over there, then, like, the weird downside upside thing could just, just overblow on somebody else. Yeah. Um, and I, I keep want that really to trying happen. to set people up so that they can function on their own. Yeah. Um, and I've stopped focusing on that so much to just let it be like, here, here's this thing in case you decide to like hide or be on your own. And then I try and give an incentive for the servant to do it. Nine times out of ten, no one's doing that. Like, you're the only one who ever tried to separate things and like you were meant for it. Yeah. And you like, you had a plan for it. And it was a good fucking plan because it would have worked. But nobody you fucking fell for it. <laughs> I know. So pissed. Um, I had that gun trained on your fucking face for so long, man. <laughs> he was ready. Well, not even that. Just to like have Mr. Lama walk up. Did I get hit? In the ground, shoot him, game over. Yep. Like, there you go. It was solid. Um, but, like, there's stuff like that. Like, I gave Nick stuff. I gave uh, Dakota stuff and Tyler stuff so that their masters could all be alone. Because sometimes they needed to be. Or yep. didn't need to be, but, like, whatever. And it could have worked out, but whatever. Aoka's invisibility, top notch, by the way. Use yeah. that every time I got the chance to. Yeah. It was yeah. solid. Fuck it and target it. I made... The daytime yeah, scope was on your ass. You did not <laughs> invisible that turn. The problem with that was like, yeah, fuck getting targeted, but like, what if somebody who just AOE'd for some reason and he walked into it? Oh, that was the entire, like... That was the risk. I, I accepted that risk. Yeah. There's a lot of AOEs in that war. Yeah. Caster. <laughs> and you. Me. But like, what if you just threw a grenade to chip someone's master and now it was just like in the area being like, derp, derp, how you doing? <laughs> oh, fuck, frag grenade. <laughs> I tried... That, that was like the... F- I, that's the, I asked a lot of people where they were, where they were planning to be, because I needed to know, like, I think I ended up in pier most of the time at the ass end of the war when my master, like, my servant died once, because I didn't want her to die. Yeah, you were camped out at the warehouse for a while. Yeah, mainly because 
no one would go to the warehouse because it takes too much. Yeah. Like, wasn't that the you had to spend an action to get in? Yeah, it yeah. was. Which was a cute idea, but I don't think I'd do it again. Just because, again, it's like, oh, do you want to do something that's not punching someone in the face? <laughs> no. Depends. It's like when Nick did it, it was like your support action to get in. I'm like, that's fine. I'm probably not going to use my support action most of the time. I was a little upset Copen couldn't enter without doing that, though. Yeah. Like, He's the sneaky boy. Let him in. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get him. Get him. Yeah, like, I don't... Like, the, the, I didn't want to put too many support abilities in mine because at the same time, not many people are going to use, like, the support abilities unless it's a pure support phase. And the support abilities I didn't want to put in were pretty fucking strong. Yeah. So I put the support abilities to still work in the... Like, you have to use it in the active phase. Yes, you lose your combat, but, like... A lot of those supports are fucking strong. Like when, uh, oh, when they I release Akumas, mm-hmm. he just gets invulnerability mm-hmm. that phase. And that's the thing is like... And he can follow it up. Stuff like that is good. And for all the ones where like... It, it, it's just an issue of perception, right? Yeah. It is good. And you know it's good. Yeah. And they look at it and they go, that is good. But, but I can hit someone who's dead. I'm going to punch him in the face. It's like, yeah, like that. I get it. I do. I understand. I don't agree with it. But I understand. Yeah. It's well, like, like, I do it too. So. <laughs> Grog yeah. has got, not got mad once this time. It's just an investment. <laughs> because, like, from full, if I get mad and then axe somebody and then do anything else, by the time I can axe them again, I can't, I don't have the mana to axe them again. <laughs> so it's just like, oh, never mind. I don't think I paintballed a single person when I was Lancer. But I did drink did a not. fuck ton of potions. I was, like, fighting Rathalos, and he was fireballing me <laughs> over and over. <laughs> he, was, he was drinking like a fish. Uh, Didn't paintball anybody. You sharpened once or twice. Yes, I did. Yeah, because you needed to. I made him, his his weapon get dull over time. He'd only hit so many times with it. Perfect. It was really good. I mean, it was a good mechanic. Like, yeah. the sheet was good. It was just a lot, like, it had a lot of its counters just up against it already. Yeah. Like, anything surprising, I pretty much folded to a lot of the time until I sat down, knew what I could do against that person, which is fair. That's how you play the game. Mm-hmm. Um, you had too much health, though. Yeah, that was, that was a lot. <laughs> you, had, you had a lot of health. Fuck. <laughs> it's 540. Uh, I fought... So much in that. I'm pretty sure I was almost in every fight update. Pretty much. <laughs> and then I picked a fight with some random other person, and I'm like, fuck you! And then just dragged him into whatever. <laughs> I was premium fight boy. Fight last. Yes, you were. Well, I told you in, in the beginning, I'm like, I'm getting, like, I know she's like premium fight boy, but I hope that'll be a good start for you. And it was. It was a good start. We taught Beard the value of betraying people. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. And then, <laughs> and then that spawned into a meme of the second war. I was deceptivized from betraying <laughs> yeah. people. Fucking Nick giving him the power of friendship. Yep. It was really good. I okay. didn't get a chance to betray you. Like, I was like, I'm going to keep my honest thing until it was the last one. And my plan was completely like... During the last battle, I'm just going to target Garak and see what happens. But mm. I, I evidently I didn't make it because uh, Garak found me when I was trying to recharge. Mm-hmm. You did. Yeah, that, that was a thing that happened. Yeah, that was unfortunate. Yeah, seeing Garak, g- g- seeing him, should always be a command spell. I'm leaving. Yep. Always. Is that on cooldown? Command spell. Take an action. It's a move action. We're leaving. Yep. <laughs> 
Bye. That was my bad. I was just unprepared. Yeah. It was kind of fitting, though, in the whole, because I always call myself the season two villain of, like, the big villain just axing me. Yeah. Like, it was the extra scene at the end of the season when, you know, the credits were rolling and, like, I've already killed a few people. Yeah, it was the season three villain review. Walking, walking constant, like, confidently down the street, you know, I got a few wounds, I was, I'm, I'm holding some of my guts in, and then, like, big motherfucker turns out without a mask, it's like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm trying to live up to typecast villain. That's fine. I think I did. You're doing alright. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully Discord Season 4 will, uh, will do well. I'm keeping typecast villain. I would love to keep you as a typecast villain. I, so far, that's happening, unless you give me, like, a bubbly-ass master. See, I was... You might. You can. I'll twist it. I'll, I'll pull an Alex and write villainous monologues into all of my nightly moves. I'll, I'll pin you with some of, like, my ideas, because I already have your master planned out, but personality-wise, of course, it's just not pinned down at all. Nice. Like, I, I kind of have the skill set of what I want your servant to be with, and I haven't really discussed it with anyone else mm-hmm. in terms of sheets, because that was literally a half-drunk, half-tired, oh, fuck, that's an idea. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I started uh, making up ideas for my next war, if it win. Mm-hmm. It's going to be the most obscure. Like, if you think you're having a tough time pegging down who somebody is, even I didn't know some of these characters going into it. Yeah. And it's going to be very exciting. If I, I really wanted to rip off uh, Zach's idea of, like, having a logo and a silhouette of every of, of the cast and then it just getting revealed as you go. Like, okay. I think that's a really cute idea and I want to move do that moving forward. I just don't want to take that, like, special... Not really, like, special thunder or anything. I just didn't want to uh, spend a lot of time with that, considering that i barely done the war right now. I need to finalize the map, and that's kind of important. <laughs> yeah. My map's very crowded. I've got a potential 12 teams, and I've got, like, 14 areas. Mm-hmm. So, like, I have my map, and then I have a map with comments added to it, and the map with comments added to it has the starting areas. My my logic was 50% more areas than there are people in the war. Yeah, that's what I've told people is good. You yeah. do that, and then I'm just not doing that right now. And I'm like, I added two areas to my map so I would have empty areas. Yeah. See, I wanted my map to be, uh, well, kind of, kind of 50%. If the 10th one is showing up, then I wanted, like, 14 areas and a lot of them being, like, special conditional areas. Um, like, for example, and it's going to be public anyway, I had, like, a plan, an, an idea, which I'm still going to use, of, like, the sky being an area, but and it is adjacent to everything except something that's covered. Like, for example, I had it's overpass, the bridge, and then I had underpass, which can't be viewed from the sky. Nice. So you actually have cover versus, because sky was really good. It was probably way too good in Nick's War, uh, despite being zapped every time you go up there. Um, I'm planning on having that not happen, except having hidden areas and you just being visible. Like, oh, that's a thing that's flying up in the air and looking at us all funny. Like, everyone can see you and you can see everyone, and that's really good information for you. But now everyone knows, if something's in sky, shoot the fucker down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 There's some uh, neat ways to take it all. I'm looking forward to some weird shit. I mean, there, there's some there's some stuff brewing in my war still. Oh, I know. 
So I'm excited. Yeah. I can't wait. It's gonna it's gonna be great. We're all gonna die. Alright. I'm the hoping fun... to end this turn with either a command spell or a servant. <laughs> Alright. Not both. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not expecting to end with both. <laughs> I'm expecting to end with maybe one. I wish you luck. <laughs> I have. I gotta message Patrick and see if he wants to be in this yeah. board. Get him in. Yeah. Cool. Let's end this Wrap shit. Alright. I wanna go home. Me too. <laughs> Boy. Boy. <laughs> Boy. <laughs>